Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things is a review of the very best. You're about to get the choicest cuts. The, the cream loin, of the crop. The loin of Dave and Darren and the morning show that we do weekdays, 5.30 to 10 a.m. The Tenderlion. Central. On Planet 93.9, Real Alternative Radio. My name is Dave. You're familiar with my partner, Darren. Hello, Darren. Perhaps, Darren. yes. Tell them uh, the top five things. Uh, who's, who's making this possible? Well, this is all being brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They are the only, ah. only locally owned dispensary. Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan and Galesburg, they're both open seven days a week. Both dispensaries offer recreational cannabis. Milan also offers medicinal, including topicals for your localized pain. All right, we're locked in and ready to get started with number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Dave and Darren, it's Real Alternative Radio, Planet 93.9. Explain, Darren, why we just played the Beatles' Act Naturally. Why we did that? Tell us a story, Darren. I went and saw Ringo this weekend in Milwaukee. So that was at the Pabst? No, it's it's part of the Pabst. uh, It's under the Pabst umbrella. The Miller High Life Theater? Yeah, it was very nice. I don't know that I've ever been there before. But it was nice. So that would have been Saturday you went and saw Ringo. Yes. And, did and he, he did, in fact, play that song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm reading here from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, their mm-hmm. review mm-hmm. Of, the, uh, of the concert that you went to. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, along with plenty of people wearing Beatles shirts, one family dressed up as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. I saw them. The kids were. With the mom sporting a fake mustache for her costume. I think the kids had fake mustaches, too. Okay. They have enough money for a fake mustaches. Uh, it says here, before Ringo sang a cover of Johnny Russell's Act Naturally, a fan in the front row gave him a white cowboy hat. He wore it for the full song. That white cowboy hat, that fan, uh-huh. why don't you tell us the story? Well, that was me. It, the, you gave Ringo Starr your cowboy hat. Yeah. Well, I just gave it a little toss there. And quite frankly, I thought it's quite possible that he would just ignore it. And like, you, you toss something up on my stage, I'm not, I'm not going down that slippery slope. No, exactly. You know, it's just I, I ignore all those things. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Don't throw your head at but me. Don't do anything like that. Uh, but you have did. until uh, October 1st to throw hats on the stage. But he did pick it up, and he put it on, and he sang the whole song. And then afterwards, I kind of made my way closer to the stage, and he handed it back to me. You got... So I still have the hat. Gave Ringo a hat so he could sing act naturally. Yes, and he did. And it's the cowboy hat that you wear when you're out yes. and about. Yes, I and still then, have the hat. Oh well, you'll never wear it again, will you? Oh, of course I will. What? I would put it in plexiglass. Oops. That's Ringo's hat now. Ugh. It says before he, uh, before he sang act naturally wearing Darren's cowboy hat. Well, Ringo was... busted out a terrible Texas ac- accent. To say, howdy, how y'all doing tonight? Well, we all did. Is that what gave you the idea? When no, I knew it was coming. I knew the song was coming up, and I thought, up to, up to that point, I'd kept my powder dry. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a little go. And it worked out. You should have seen my brother. He was astonished. And he's got a bunch of pictures. Okay. 
how could you not be astonished yeah. when you go to a concert? He's like, what are you? What is going on? And here? your brother hands Ringo Starr a cowboy hat, which he then wears as he sings the song, the whole song, and then he gave it back to you. And he gave it back. You're you're acting awfully cool about this. Because I am cool. I I would be going out of my mind well, if I were you. He did. I think he I'm did. much. I have more in common with your brother than you. I can't believe you don't have that thing. Under glass right now. No, it's hanging on a hook in the in the house. So he did he say anything to you when no, he gave you the hat? No, he just smiled and, and no, he didn't have to, Dave. Ringo and I have a bond. Yeah. We don't have to stop. Right here, yeah. right here. So, did you go to the concert with the intention of handing him the cowboy hat for act naturally? I suppose it. it, it if the opportunity allowed itself, which wow. I didn't know, I didn't know if it would, but it did. I and, didn't uh, realize you were going to be in the front row for this. Well, show. we weren't. We were like in the third row off to the left. But then all of a sudden, people, you know, were getting toward the end of the show. People were going up, taking pictures, and the the security was kind of letting him do so as long as it was within reason. I see. And then we just kind of moved over. Being that the, it was getting toward the end of the show, uh-huh. and we just kind of made our way up closer. And then I thought, okay, here's my opportunity. So I just kind of tossed it up. He put it on, sang the song, and then gave it back to me. You don't think that's impossibly cool? That oh, it's it's cool. Ringo Star. Yeah, you, it's you, cool. Well, you sent me a picture of yes. Ringo wearing a cowboy. Hat. Yeah, that's the picture my brother took. And the picture just says, "This had to happen." But you didn't <laughs> give me you didn't give me any context. I'm like. Okay, Ringo's wearing a cowboy hat. I don't know what to make. I didn't put two and two together that that's didn't your. Recognize that's my hat. No. Well, it's, and it's not really even my hat. It's Soulstash's hat that gave it to me because his his head's too big. Okay, Eb. Uh, <laughs> so it's a. It's in my possession now. Uh huh. Yes, has been. Were you thinking for maybe a few years? Were you thinking maybe he'd invite you backstage? Oh no. It would, you would, it would, his backstages aren't as fun as they used to be anyway. What would be the well, point? Well, no, I just no, I wouldn't expect that. So then the rest of the night? Well, oh, there wasn't much left of the night because he, he did that song. He did it with a little help from my friends. Yeah. With uh, snatches of uh, um, Give Peace a Chance and the show's over. And when you're walking around after the show with that hat, is everyone like, well, hey, so- it's Hat Guy. Well, Brian was like, that's the hat. That's the hat. And, uh, and See, that's what I would have done. If, I was, some, if I was in there, well, Brian's place, is, I would have acted the exact same well, way. Well, it, it was better than, it, it, it was better than, that's the guy that touched the foul ball. That's the guy. Well, so, no, he wasn't so, trying to get you kicked so out. So it wasn't that. But oh. no, there was, a, there was a, 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 a young lady who was like, can I touch it? I'm like, touch it? Put it on. We'll take a picture of you. So gracious. Touch it. I would have been like, no, you're not touching my Ringo hat. But now, I don't know you, lady. Now we're looking to see if we can find any sort of uh, DNA in there that uh, might allow us to clone um, Barbara Bach. I don't think that's how anything works. Well, probably doesn't. Some sort of reverse engineering. We could clone a 30-year-old Barbara Bach. I don't... Maybe a couple of them. I don't think that... In the caveman outfit. I Listen... I don't hate your idea. Yeah, I'm just telling you, I don't think the technology's there yet. Well, let, we'll ask AI. <laughs> but you will continue to wear that hat. Like, yeah. the next time we do a remote, you'll have that hat on. Probably. The Ringo hat. Yeah. 
You're well, not worried about it getting damaged? Damage? It's already beat to hell. That's what makes it so great. And Ringo Ward, he, lo- he looks, and I will say this, and I say this with peace and love, peace, peace and, and love. love, he looks a lot better in that hat than you ever have. Well, but what can be done? It don't come easy. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. 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 How many Carolina Reapers do you think you could eat? Oh, Aaron? I don't know. I wouldn't attempt to eat one. No. No, I wouldn't eat one. Carolina Reapers average 1.64 million Scoville heat units. That is hundreds of times hotter than, say, a jalapeno, right? Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't attempt that. Well, a Canadian man just ate 135 of them in one sitting. I mean, I guess at that point it doesn't matter. I mean, if you, if you start eating one, you might as well eat 135. I mean, you're, you're, you just don't feel anything you're, anymore. You're in trouble. He ate 50 of the world's hottest peppers in a record-breaking six minutes and 49 seconds. So he gets the world record, eats 50 Carolina Reaper peppers, again, six minutes, 49 seconds. He then went on to just keep eating them. An additional 85 Carolina Reapers. He's Mike Jack, vegan speed eater. That's a wrinkle I've not heard. Uh huh. Vegan speed eater. Yeah. Only plants. I just focus on plants. He took the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to eat 50 Carolina Reapers. Finished his 50th pepper with a time of 6 minutes, 49.2 seconds. But once his record attempt was over, he continued to just eat peppers until he reached a total of 135. That number earned him the number two spot on the League of Fire Reaper Challenge leaderboard, which tracks attempts to eat the most peppers in a single sitting. He says he has spent the last 20 years of his life building up a tolerance to spicy foods. But, he says, make no mistake... He still feels discomfort. I bet you do. Quote, the initial shock of spiciness is intense. The second one doesn't seem as bad. (laughs) But each one after that gets hotter and hotter as the peppers touch new places in your mouth. It's jarring. He says the mouth pain is something else, but it's nothing compared to the stomach discomfort. Oh, boy. Quote, I get bad cramps. It feels like someone is squeezing and twisting my guts. Your mind is telling you to stop, but you have to convince yourself to keep pushing through. I don't don't know. Do you, man? Not really. You don't have to. Getting rid of them's not any picnic either. Uh, Oh, no. No. What do you have after you eat 137 or 135 Carolina Reapers? What do you throw down? Like, are you drinking milk or what do you do to try and counteract Hospital that? Hospital care. Like, I would want them to just cut me open and remove it from my stomach by hand, right? That would be the least painful thing. You don't even have to use anesthesia. Get these peppers out of me. Go ahead and give me a C-section. 
eat as much ice cream as you can. Would that that would just make your stomach that more that much more twisted up though? Yeah. Oh. Are you doing soft serve? Soft serve and uh, Reaper peppers in your tummy. <laughs> Goodness. Diarrhea. Yeah, and not the good kind, not the fun kind. <laughs> right, not the fun kind. <laughs> Not the, not the kind of diarrhea where you want to throw confetti in the air. This is, this is the real deal. This is the kind where you this go... This is nothing to celebrate. Right. When, you're, when you go into the bathroom with a leather strap to bite down on, that's not fun for anybody. That's no picnic for any of us. Piece of metal. So he eats 135 Carolina I Reapers. Know. I don't know. I would, I would think that you're... Your body just couldn't take it. Yeah, you would shut down. You, you should just shut down at some send, point. Send right? you into shock. It's worth pointing out again that 135 of these just get some runner-up status on the League of Fire Reaper Challenge Eaters. That is the number of Carolina Reapers eaten in one sitting. He's He is the runner-up in this. After popular demand and much deliberation, we've introduced a new league to add to our portfolio. It is the League of Reaper Challenge. Carolina Reapers, the number of Carolina Reapers eaten in one sitting. To make it official and to remove any doubt of camera trickery, as well as to safeguard the person undertaking the challenge against possible injuries, we will only accept Reaper eating challenges undertaken at official events or somewhere with at least two chilly community officials present to witness the challenge from start to finish to authenticate as well as ensure the safety of the person undertaking the challenge. So don't do it on your own. So you got two guys there to, like, throw the towel if, if you're not smart yeah. enough to do it? You have to have friends... Call an ambulance. Like, protect you from yourself? These could be chili growers, sauce producers, or any other well-regarded and responsible person's Within the chili community. This is to make sure everything is done correctly, safely, and responsibly. We don't want people to go overboard and risk injury. And so the point of having witnesses and judges there will also serve as a preventative measure alongside authenticity. Well, how much more overboard could you go than this guy? There's a guy above them on the list here. This guy is only in second place. The all-time champ is Gregory Iron Guts Barlow. Gregory Iron Guts Barlow ate 160 Carolina Reapers. Wow. Maybe we should bring back the burrito challenge. <laughs> Gregory Iron Guts Barlow ate 160 Carolina Reapers. He only attempted it once. This guy who's number two on the list, he's tried this a bunch of different times. One time he got to five down. Then it was eight. Then he did 21. Then he did 30. Then he did 56. Then he did 60. Then he did 66. Then he did 100. And now 135. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the nicknames these pepper consumers give themselves. There's Dustin, the Atomic Menace Johnson. Adam, the Chili King Connell. Gregory, the Inferno Foster. I'm not just a menace. I'm an Atomic Menace. 
Phil, everything spicy Patterson. Lee, the South Coast Satan Alton. Demonic Dave Shorter. <laughs> Johnny, the Savage Scoville. His last name is Scoville? Wow. Changed his name. Must have, right? Or with a name like Scoville, are your career opportunities limited? If you wish to undertake a reaper-eating challenge to get in our league, contact us in advance with details of when and where, and if not an official event, then the names and credentials of witnesses who will be present provided so we're able to check that your prospective challenge will qualify into the League of Fire and check all of the information supplied before sanctioning your challenge. It is your responsibility to read and adhere to all guidelines outlined in our rule set for the League of Fire Reaper Challenge. We will not be able to accept any reaper-eating challenges undertaken on and from November 11th until they f unless they follow our rules strictly. You need to weigh the reapers plus stalks before the challenge and then the remaining stalks afterwards. You will also need to keep record of the time taken to complete the challenge. I mean, this is, this is a thing. Gregory Iron Guts Barlow consumed 953 grams of peppers. Easy now. Oh, my gosh. You can watch the video of these people going after it. It's just, it's, it, I'm in pain watching these videos. No, you don't want that. No. It, it, it's a weird flex, but okay. Congratulations, I guess. I'd have to take you to the hospital if you ate a fresh jalapeno. Yes. I, I'd have to go to the ER if I was in a room with a slice of pepper jack cheese. Just being in the room with it. Or if you were watching Police Woman. <laughs> with Pepper Johnson, that's right. When I, when I go to the ballpark and it says no pepper, I go, you're damn straight. Pepper Anderson. What did I say? Pepper Johnson? Pepper Johnson was a linebacker for the Giants. Was it Pepper Anderson? Was he? Was it the Giants or the Rams? Giants. Pepper Anderson? Is that right? Hmm. Hard to keep him straight. My point is, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> you know you're right. right. My point is, kudos to you for recognizing that I could not eat one Carolina Reaper, but you said you couldn't either. Oh, I wouldn't attempt it. No. I might have some, like, uh, I might try eating something if you... Uh, Infused it? Infu it's like, like an oil or a vinegar with, a, with a, a reaper. That I could do. Oh, like, when I watch the hot ones, I'd like to play along and just say, okay, at what, at what point would I tap out? Like, when would I say the, the interview's over? And I, I feel like when I watch the hot ones, I could get maybe three chicken wings into that. Once they start saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm feeling it, I think, well, I can oh, tell boy. you what you would do. You'd show up with a couple donuts. That's my answer to everything. Three. All right, number three. Number three. Number three. 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 You hate when you're in this position and you see a story of a DJ making a bad decision. Mm -hmm. I don't take any pleasure. In sure you it. do. Okay, you're on to me. I absolutely love doing this. Uh, a guy who calls himself DJ Smooth is in some trouble. Uh-oh. 
DJ Smooth. Not so smooth? Not smooth at all. This story comes to us from Dunkirk, which I have just discovered is the westernmost city in all of New York State. Ah. You go, uh, you go, uh, any further west, uh, you're in Pennsylvania, I suppose. It borders Lake Erie, Dunkirk, New York. Dunkirk man gets a felony charge for being less than smooth at a local Aldi. Uh-oh. I'm reading here a press release from the New York State Police. Dunkirk man gets felony charged for being less than smooth at the local Aldi. All right, so this was not some sort of on-air stunt. No, 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 This was no. during his... Uh... DJ Smooth in the house. Oh, he's that kind of DJ? Yeah, I'm guessing. There aren't very many uh, people who talk on the radio anymore. You know this, right? Troopers responded to a stolen wallet complaint that occurred at the Dunkirk Aldi. The complaint stated, uh, the complainant stated that she had mistakenly left her wallet near the register after paying for her groceries. Okay. When she realized her wallet... It's mine now. (laughs) That belongs to DJ Smooth. (laughs) That smooth move. The complainant stated that she had mistakenly left her wallet near the register after paying for her groceries. When she realized her wallet was missing, she goes back into the Aldi, can't find it anywhere. With the assistance of Aldi's management... It's already gone. Troopers reviewed surveillance footage... Let's just take a look at the tape. ...that showed an unknown male, later identified as Jose J. Ruiz Jr., taking the wallet with him as he left the store. Further investigation would reveal that the suspect has an alias of DJ Smooth. (laughs) Troopers would locate DJ Smooth and take him into custody without incident. Transported uh, to the uh, jail for processing, where he was ultimately charged with grand larceny, fourth degree. Released on an appearance ticket for the town of Dunkirk Court uh, later on this month. At Aldi, where it's not a sale, it's our everyday low prices. (laughs) I just figured this is a promotion Aldi was doing. You know, as, as DJ Smooth... I thought this was something that would be, you know. So he was just like right. Pass the savings He was on. just right in line behind her? Yeah. Oh, cool. Free wallet. Oh, look at this. Come on, DJ Smooth. And the, and the guy that, uh, the person who was checking her out, it's like, I didn't see anything. <laughs> They're so quick, the Aldi register people. I just I just didn't see it. I've, I got enough. Listen, I got enough to keep track of. Without, you know, keeping an eye on your wallet. Yeah, back in the day at Aldi's, they had to know what the price of everything was. Now, I think they only had a few prices. But that this is before you even had the scanner. They would basically just, like, put it in. Okay, it's, that's, that's 49 cents. That's 69 cents. You're telling me that Aldi didn't have price tags on their items? They... What you're, what they you're had telling, to remember. They had that, to remember that, the that, price. That's, that's impossible. Yeah, they did not have price. They don't have. No, they didn't have price tags on them. Of course they did. No. Before there were barcodes, there were price tags on everything. There were price. T- there were price tags that where you saw it, 
it would say, okay, this can of beans is for 39 cents, but the person who was checking you out... No. Yes. yes no. They did. That's ridiculous. They did. There's a sticker gun. You put the... They did not have stickers. How do you not know this? They didn't have it. So what you're telling me is, if I was a cashier Mm -hmm. at Aldi's, let's say it's 1978. Yes. I would just have to know what the price is of all the products in the entire store. Yes. That's ridiculous. But they only had a few prices. So... None of that. It's makes true sense. because back back there, back in the day at Aldi's, they did. I don't think they even had like uh, coolers, so that they weren't selling meat. They weren't selling popsicles or anything. Back, I'm talking. You're telling me yes. that the Aldi policy was yes. Unlike every other store on the face of planet Earth, uh-huh. we're not going to put the price tag on the item so the cashier knows what to charge. Right. We'll put a sign up so the customer knows what the price is. Yes. But we will leave it up to the cashier to, in their mind, remember the price of every item under our roof. Yes. That is the, in all the years you and I have been together, that's the single hardest thing for me to believe. And normally my instinct with you, having been a partner for almost 20 years, Mm -hmm. my instinct is when you say something that's this ridiculous... Mm -hmm to run into it and believe it unreservedly because you tend to be right the more outrageous it is. But this, Darren, this is too far. All right. That's fine. If you were uh, someone who worked at an Aldi before barcodes, please uh, let us know. Before the, yeah, before, what they, you are before saying, they scanned them. What you're saying makes no sense. These would have to be people with a memory capacity Not really. on the level of a I robot. Think, I think they only had a few different prices. Again, this was a situation back before they were... This was before. How many different prices did they have? I don't know. None of this makes that, any sense. Not that many. None of this makes any sense. You, I'm talking do about... Do you hear what you're saying? I understand. Uh, that's fine. We only have five prices, so I just assumed... Uh, I just, I just kind of eyeball everything. They were. They're looking... No, that doesn't... Uh, so I'm doing. Listen, man, I'm telling you. Do, have you ever worked in retail? I have. What you're saying is ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Aldi's was a different situation back then. Why wouldn't they put prices on the items? What would be, what would be the, the point no, of not doing what every other store in the world is doing? There's no need. These uh, trained cashiers, no. they've got it right here. Okay, all right. It's we're quick. Are we're you quick. doing? Are you doing that thing where you're saying something silly just to make me mad, or is no. this something you genuinely believe? Well, w- wait till people start backing me up. All right. Uh, the text line is open at five six three two two three eight three five five. Does what Darren? You're hearing what he's saying, right? It's not just me. This is this is preposterous. Oh no, I just. Uh, I just knew that. All right, let's see. Uh, Mike says, Darren is right. Yeah. Uh, Luke says, Darren is 100% correct. Uh, here's another one. My sister-in-law worked at Aldi's and had to learn every price of every item within three weeks to qualify for the job. Are you kidding me? Why would, I make, is, why would I make this up? This is crazy talk. Why would I make this up? I don't. You make up a lot of stuff. I mean, at that time... At that time, 
Aldi's was pretty much cans, canned foods, canned foods, and dry foods. There was no Isle of Intrigue. No, they didn't have the Isle of Intrigue. I don't know that they even, I'm not even positive they sold, sold milk. I don't know that they had, you know, refrigeration. It was basically, you know, canned and boxed stuff when they first made their way here. Checkout assistants were trained to memorize the price of the item in the store Mm -hmm. and were so fast that shoppers experienced what some would call Aldi panic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They were quick. Our price is always right at Aldi. The staff had to remember the prices of all 650 items. But I get but again, I think I think they all fell under certain categories, so there weren't that many prices. Aldi expects checkout personnel to remember the cost of all 650 items on its stock list. I'm reading here from a story in 1999. I thought they would have changed by then. If you don't remember all of the prices, if you fail to get them right, you are fired. The pricing problems faced by other supermarket changed were highlighted when a family collected uh, 12,000 pounds. That would be, uh, this is a a story from overseas of goods and services after taking advantage of of a policy where you got your money back if the goods were wrongly priced. Amazing memories of the Aldi staff ensure that the price is always right. Unbelievable. How would you be able to do that? Again, because I don't think there were that many different prices. My mom was a cashier at Aldi for 15 years, and I remember thinking how cool it was that she could memorize the prices of everything in the store. This seems like your talents are being wasted. If you're able to do that. But if there are only like five different prices. When I first started working at Aldi in the early 90s, we had to memorize all the prices and hand key them in. Yeah. And we only accepted cash. Yeah, that's probably true too. Wow. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different grocery store now. Oh, wow. I started working for Aldi about six months after the scanners were installed. That must have been... Oh, sweet. Well, Well, I wonder if that would have... There must have been some Aldi employees that were furious. Because it's like... Wait a minute. I've spent all this time developing this gift. Had to memorize all the prices and enter them without any scanners. Oh, yeah. They were just like something else. I just don't understand how. Why don't you believe me? That's that. It just sounded so ridiculous. Why would I make it up? There's another one. Adam says, yeah, Darren is right. Uh, Josh here says, just a reminder, Aldi is a German store, so you will learn the prices. (laughs) And again, I don't think there were that many different prices. Don't diminish the accomplishment of these cashiers. There had to be a, enough different prices for it to be 
I mean, where do you... The, the brain power that would take. If it's a can of corn, it's going to be 29 cents. If it's a can of beans, it's going to be 29 cents. If it's going to be a box of this, it's going to be, you know, I think that's how they did it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just blown away by this. I can't, I can't even, pro- I can't even process what I'm hearing here. Wow. It was a different world, David. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Good Lord, man. And this is, you heard this? I'm floored. Is anybody getting this down? That's exactly how I feel. Four. 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 We love playing alternative music. Yes. We also enjoy from time to time sharing some alternative points of view. These are unpopular opinions. I told you that there was one about fa. Yeah. Tell me what you think of this. I love putting ketchup in my pho. Oh, boy. It adds another depth and texture of flavor. You should try it. I've been doing this since I could remember after my cousins shared with me this secret recipe. My brothers, cousins, and I still do it to this day. Enjoy. Ketchup in your pho. I suppose you could, but, I mean, I put sriracha in it. Okay. So that's kind of close. Yeah. Unpopular opinions. Steak is far inferior to chicken. (laughs) Give me the chicken. (laughs) I do not understand why everybody constantly obsesses over steaks. Steak is an extremely overpriced food that is extremely underwhelming. I've been far more impressed by different varieties of chicken than I've had with any steak. And I say that having had steak at three Michelin star restaurants and some of the most popular steakhouses in America. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on overpriced steakhouses that have the most bland basic food for obscene prices. Look, I get steak being a celebratory dish, but come on. Go have some lamb or some well-cooked chicken that's actually worth the price and tastes good. Everyone, every time someone suggests we go to a steakhouse for dinner. Mm-hmm. I already know they have absolutely no taste in food and, <laughs> and enjoy just setting money on fire. Well, there are a, a, a lot of varieties of chicken dishes. It's uh-huh. true. Yeah. As opposed to a cut of steak. That's true. The unpopular opinion here, though, is that chicken is better than steak. I can't agree with it. Well, it's I, both are good. All right. Here's another food one. Totino's yes. is the best pizza in the world. <laughs> They're hooked on the party pizza. When I'll say this. If you're at a party and they're serving Totino's party pizza, uh-huh. you're at a bad party. <laughs> the, the only party you should be at that is serving Totino's Prison. is a party of one, yes. and it's you. Yes. Enjoy your license plate-shaped pizza. Totino's, this unpopular opinion begins, is the best pizza in the world. When it comes to pizza, you cannot get more bang for your buck than with a Totino's pizza. I'm basing my opinion on how much the pizza costs and how good it tastes. Mm -hmm. Totino's are delicious, and it's less than two bucks. There are lots of other pizzas that are delicious, but they aren't under $2. Totino's also has the perfect serving size because, yes, I am eating it alone. (laughs) Most pizza places only cater to people that have family and friends. 
the single serving size that I've always needed just isn't on their menus. It's also easy to find. Most of the places that I go sell Totino's Pizza, except for the game store, where I like to play Trivia Pursuit. Okay, now you're giving us more information than we need. <laughs> I like to play Klingon there, Trivial there's Pursuit. A, there's a reason you're eating that pizza alone. But I generally don't like eating there anyway because I like to wear my autographed Star Trek uniform and it stains really easy. Okay, there you go. Totino's are square, so they're easy to stack in the freezer. There's also no wasted space that you get with frozen round pizzas. Unless you keep other things in your freezer, you could store over 50 Totino's pizzas. (laughs) They even sell them in a party pack. They do. I've never thrown a party (laughs) <laughs> but if I did, everyone would get their own Totinos. Never. They would be so happy, uh-huh. and we would be friends forever. Yeah. Wow. Unpopular opinion. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I know the boy is a big fan of your Jack's pizzas. It's all he likes, yeah. It's his favorite. Does he have an opinion about a Totino? Won't go near it. No. No. Well, no. okay, so that well, that no, that, that was insulted at the premise. That's well, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. safe for you then. Yeah. Do you get in trouble for buying things that they don't like to eat? I don't get in trouble, but like, I will get a Totino's every once in a while and just have it for lunch. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but they'll leave it alone, but they don't give you any grief. About no, it. usually when I have my it's Totino's, like, well, it's when no one's around. It's okay. my shame pizza. It's like if I, you know. If they're off doing other things, uh-huh. you'll go I, get a Totino's. And I only got like three bucks for lunch. Yeah. Then Totino's and tap water is just fine. Flat water. That's right. Okay, Here but they don't—they're—they're they're not like you know what? What we would appreciate is if you didn't take up space. No. With stuff that we don't eat. No, that doesn't happen. Okay, right, good. In my place. Good. Two different uh, unpopular opinions to share with you this morning regarding bacon. Okay. Bacon does not belong on burgers. I think we've heard this one before. I've never understood why you'd want to put bacon on a hamburger. The last thing a burger needs is more grease. And if you already have a good burger, it needs very little to accompany it. Even if it's a bad burger, adding bacon to it doesn't improve it. It just masks the bad burger. So why don't you just eat a BLT if you love bacon so much and forget your bad burger? Having meat to accompany your meat is gross and it is unnecessary. Could not disagree with this one more. Uh, then there's uh, this bacon opinion. Bacon does not belong in or on dessert. Everyone's getting so hyped over maple bacon donuts, maple bacon frosting, pancakes with bacon in them. Makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Meat and desserts are just something that should never become one. I have no idea how this came to be. Mm-hmm. I understand food flavor profiles. Look, I get it. But there are plenty of better savory things you can pair with sweets that don't have to be bacon. Such as? Well, that's, that's the end of the opinion. Mm, okay. I wish we'd have had a little more there. <laughs> some of these opinions are too much and some are not enough. I mean, I could kind of go along with... But you'll have a McGriddle. That's not really a dessert, though. But it's sweet and yeah. bacony. No, look, if there's maple bacon donuts, I'm all about it. Yeah. I don't. I just don't come across them very often. No, no, it's very fanciful. It is fanciful. Unpopular. It needed to be said. Opinion. I eat ice cream with a fork. 
Well, okay. Listen, I could see where if you were doing like a Rocky Road or something, yeah, or like a cookie dough ice cream type thing, uh huh, where you it might work where you're picking out if you like picking out the little pieces and eating them almost separately. I we have on the text line here some reaction to the Totino's opinion. Uh-huh. Uh Jason says I completely agree with that Totino's pizza opinion. Uh-huh. And Josh says I have a 12-year-old son who's nuts over Totino's. Yeah. Pretty much eats it every day. He loves it. Yeah. Well, I I I like it too. When I was 12, I ate a Totino's pizza every day. Did you? And that back then they were round. Yes. They weren't square. Yes, they were round. And the thing is I remember my my mom would buy a, like ten of them at a time because when I'd come home from like seventh or eighth grade, I'd put that in the oven. That's your, there's your meal. I had a I had a ritual. I would make my Totino's pizza while Jeopardy was on. Uh huh. So I knew by the time I hit preheat. Yeah. By the time Jeopardy was over, it was time to eat my Totino's pizza. And that year, each Totino's pizza came with a sticker of a different NFL team. So I had a, it was all the things I like. Collecting stuff, the NFL, pizza, Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that's, uh, you were in your comfort zone. So for me now, as a 51-year-old man, when I fire up a Totino's, oh. it's like being 12 all you over. Might, you might as well be, someone, someone might as well just wrapped you up in a blanket. That's what I'm and, saying. And, and held them in your arms. Josh, you might find in 49 years that your son, or 39 years, your son will, uh, We'll have a similar experience if, that, if Totino's Pizza still exists, and I can't imagine it won't. All right, back to this ice cream opinion. If you have any unpopular opinions you'd like to share, the text line should be uh, there for you on the uh, radio or on the app, 563-223-8355. I eat ice cream with a fork. It's ice cream, not ice cream soup. If I wanted to drink ice cream soup, I would just put the container out of the freezer and let it melt and eat it with a spoon. Now, I don't exclusively use forks, just whatever's available. If I do ever use a spoon, I don't scoop up anything that's melted. I think that's somebody with more of a, a beef about their well, ice cream melting. It sounds to me like they just randomly grab whatever utensil. I don't think they have their utensils. I'll use chopsticks, damn it. I don't think they Give have... Give me that ice cream. I don't think they have their utensil separated. Don't most people have their utensils separated? Not everyone has to. Yeah. I mean, I but think most people do. Unpopular opinion. I love self-checkout. I know it costs jobs, and I feel horrible about that. But simply from a convenience standpoint, I think they're great. I always see posts and memes with people complaining that the store expects them to do the work themselves without paying them. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it takes like two minutes tops, and you get to bag exactly how you'd like. There's always much less of a line to use self-checkout. And best of all, none of that awkward small talk or trying to figure out where to look or how much polite, forced eye contact you have to make with the cashier and the bagger. Do you typically use self-checkout? If it's quicker, I will. And what drives my wife nuts is when we use the self-checkout, mm. I do this little routine where I'll, I'll say, did you find everything you were looking for today? Oh, God. And then I'll ask her, what's the weather like out there? She's had about enough. If she ever leaves you're, you're, me, you're pushing it. That could if be. She ever that leaves could be me, it. If she ever leaves me. It's going to be because of the routine I do at the self checkout. That's going to be the final straw. Uh-huh. If he does it one more time, I tell you what. I listen. I've I've come to I've come to a decision, and I'll leave it up to him. 
if he doesn't do this, I'll stay with him till till the end. I can't help myself, I tells you. See, I, I use the self-checkout a lot. Yeah. Because, well, I never get a lot of groceries. There's that, yeah. I'm always getting, but I'm always getting groceries. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a few items at a time. But it's constant. It, like like right now, almost. Right. It's like I... I if I'm just getting stuff for one meal that night, self-checkout. If I'm yeah. stocking up to the point where I have a big shopping cart worth of stuff, then absolutely I, I go to a person. I don't typically do that anymore. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Homemade caramels suck ass. That's it, really. Every year around the holidays, everybody's Aunt Deborah gets so excited to share her famous homemade caramels with everybody. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. They suck. I've never met a homemade caramel and enjoyed it. You don't like, like, the homemade uh, caramel apples? They're always bland, grainy, and sickingly sweet. No, your mom doesn't make them different. They're just as bad as everybody else's. I swear somebody's paying you people off to claim they're good because they are not. See, a homemade caramel apple, that's somebody that's buying store-made yes, caramel. Yes, and then melting it. Yeah, that's, these, are so people that's who are, these are people that around the holidays that are I'm taking sugar and in, actually yeah, and making the Turning caramel. it into, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unpopular opinion, dental floss should not be waxed. <laughs> I want it. I want it dry. Finally, finally, there's a platform for me to say this. <laughs> Dental floss should not be waxed. Look, the goal of floss yeah. is to rough up the plaque between your teeth. Well, if or you're get just, little pieces of food out. If you're just gliding over the plaque with a nice low-friction layer of wax, you're defeating the purpose. Wax floss is for people who want to go through the motion of flossing without actually doing any good. I think a lot of people use floss to get stuff out between their teeth. Yeah. It's not plaque. No, I find, too, that the plaque does adhere to the, the wax. I don't know what this person's talking about. I just don't end up having that much plaque. Our final... Maybe, un- maybe, maybe well, if in you do my it, heart. If, if <laughs> <laughs> Our last unpopular opinion. This might be the most controversial of all, and I think, Darren, this one will give us the most... To think about. Yeah. The person doing the laundry should be the one that checks all the pockets before loading them into the washer. Wait a minute. What was that again? The person who is doing the laundry Mm -hmm. should be the one checking the pockets before loading them into the washer. General consensus seems to be that the person who owns the clothes should check the pockets. Oh, I don't think so. But I strongly disagree for numerous reasons. Not all clothes that are put into a washer are from the dirty laundry basket. For example, my jeans are almost always on a chair in the bedroom because they're clean enough. But if other denim clothes are being washed, well, then my girlfriend will pick them up so that there isn't a half-empty cycle. Should I always have to empty my pockets when I take off my pants? Sometimes there are small items in the pockets that can be messed with, even if the owner checks for it. For example, a paper tissue, which is not picked out. It can dissolve and ruin the whole batch. Part of doing the laundry is to make sure that you're not doing something that can break the washer or dryer. If a person does not check what is put in the washer and damages it, they did not do their chore thoroughly. Or should the person whose clothes are being washed also check the washer and dryer for lint as well? In which case, why is doing laundry for others even considered a household chore? Just being lazy and cutting corners when doing chores. If you're in a household, you're generally doing chores for people you love. So why don't you put in a little bit of extra effort 
And don't ruin your clothes or your loved one's AirPods because they forgot them in their gym shorts. If you mow the lawn and see your kid's toy on the grass, do you just drive over it? <laughs> no. If you're responsible for loading the dishwasher, mm -hmm. but a family member didn't finish their plate, is it not expected of you to also throw those leftovers into the trash? Well, if I'm doing laundry, I'm probably going to check the pockets. Right. But you don't, you wouldn't, if you and I live together. Yes. I don't we know that doing... I would go through your stuff. No, of course not. I wouldn't go not. through your stuff. I probably, and I'm not going to, I'm probably not, I'm not going to do your laundry. This is going to be. This Let's is say in a scenario where we live together, and for some reason we've de we've decided, and we're making it. <laughs> we're going to make it. We're going to make. We're going to give it a go. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like when my mom, when we were when we were kids, yeah, and my mom did laundry, as I get for everyone. Mm -hmm. She went through everyone's pockets. She went through the pockets. That was a service your mother provided. Yes, it was. But those, you were also children. We were children. Uh huh. And I didn't have probably much in a pocket that was that was worth anything. <laughs> well, if you've got your AirPods in your gym shorts. I didn't have AirPods. No. I don't have them now. No. Can I tell you the exact reason I'll never get AirPods is? I would them. leave them in my shorts and they would get washed. Or I'd lose them somewhere well, else. Well, I don't know that you need to be, I don't know that you need to be out there in the public mm -hmm. wandering around where you can't hear your surroundings. You're asking for it. Yeah. You're asking for it. You're going to get hit by something. Yeah, but at the gym, they're good. They're at, good at the gym. At the gym. They are. You, you, can... you go to the gym a lot? Um, no. Okay. I stopped going to the gym uh, when everything... 15 years ago? No, uh, three years ago. When, uh, you know, some yeah. stuff happened. I know. Made it bad to go to the gym. Um, but... Like, I guess the way it works in my, I, I only, I, the only laundry I do is my own laundry. Okay. But if you're doing somebody else's laundry, you shouldn't have to go through their pockets to dig stuff out. If somebody has put something in, a, in, the, in with their dirty laundry pile, yeah. I would assume that they've done the due diligence to make sure there isn't something in the, in the, in the pockets. Yes? I, I disagree with this unpopular opinion. And I think most people would. That's what makes it an unpopular opinion, don't you see? I gotcha. Well, there it is. We've, we've learned a lot and hopefully opened up some minds and some hearts. Number five. 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 Number five. Weekends like this for Bears fans like you and I yeah. are exactly why we love Cover 5 so much. Ugh. Because you might be tempted to like check out. Uh, the Bears game is over. I did it. And Darren did take the Bears. Good work. I let you know that I was doing it. With the, on the air you did? Not on the air. When did you let me know? I texted you. No. Look at it. I can never decipher your texts. What do you mean decipher? I don't know what you half the time... You just said bear down. Oh, you said I'm doing it. You said. Okay, you said I'm doing it. I didn't know that meant you were taking the bears. What did you think I meant? I don't know. I no, you said, you said, you said, mm -hmm. we lost Butkus, and I said bear down. Yes. That means you're taking the bears? And then I said, Dick, I'm doing it. Yes. Dick, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for Dick. <laughs> 
But that's not what you said. You didn't say, I'm taking the bears. Do you understand how that's a cryptic text that no one would understand except the person who sent it? I'm doing a it. A lot of times with your texts, I don't know what they mean. You, you text <laughs> me a picture the other night, uh-huh. Ringo Starr wearing a cowboy hat, yeah. and it just says, you knew it would happen. <laughs> I knew what would happen. That Ringo Starr would wear a cowboy hat. And he would end up wearing my cowboy hat. You don't text, look who's wearing my cowboy hat. Oh, well, I gotta, so that I would instantly know what you're I, getting at. I spell it out for you. Well, yes, that's what texts are. Spelling things out. Literally, that's what a text is. Spelling things out for people. There weren't that many of us that took the bears. No. No. Although I made an investment on the bears, and I'm quite pleased. I know you did. Four, a four-legged parlay mm-hmm. that hit. Yes. And three of them hit before halftime. That was all you had to do. Very enjoyable. All you had to do was wait around and see if the bears won. I took the bears money line. I took DJ Moore to score a touchdown. Yep. I had Khalil Herbert with more than 50 yards. Yep. I had Cole Komet with more than 25 receiving yep. yards. Yep. Bingo, bango, bongo, and then a big bing bong. 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 Thank you. <sighs> Felt good. My larger point was that with the Bear game being over, yes. there's still a, a lot of football to watch. Well, yeah. I got and, the- and, w- and make some sort of investment in with our Cover 5 contest. That's true. What are they playing for, Darren? The weekly prize, which is a lunch basket and drink from Steve's Old Time Tap. It's Friday, so their crispy chicken and their fish sandwich baskets are on special at Steve's Old Time Tap in Rock Island. And then Jeff will join us, and he'll be uh, returning to the show to make his picks as well. And he did not have the Bears. Which shocks me. It does, too. It, it shocks, shocks me. me. Yeah. To the core. To, to my very, the essence of my very to, being. To the marrow. That's, that's well said. It chills me to the marrow. It's well said. Do you think it's odd as I do? Do you think it's odd that the Quad Cities, you know, specifically Davenport, it is the birthplace of taco pizza, and yet uh, yeah. that's not what Quad City-style pizza is? Can you name a town that's done more to innovate pizza than the Quad Cities? No. No. Happy Joe Witty invents the taco pizza, and yeah. yet it's not. That's not what Quad City Pizza is, and it's not the Happy Joe Special, right? The Happy Joe Special is not taco pizza, even though he invented it. Next year will be the fiftieth anniversary of Lawrence Joseph Happy Joe Witty inventing a taco pizza at his Happy Joe's restaurant in Davenport. Yeah. Despite the fact that we invented that here in Davenport, that is not what Quad City Pizza is. No. I mention this because there are different styles of pizza in different communities. I watched this documentary the other night, about a week or so ago. I think I've talked about this. Something called Windsor-style pizza. It's from Windsor, Ontario. And what separates them, uh, their pizza... You know, Windsor is like right next to Detroit. Yeah. And yet their pepperoni pizza has nothing in common with the pepperoni pizza in Detroit. Detroit's its own style. Windsor, they use a special sauce. They used canned mushrooms and they shred their pepperoni because their argument is it's gross to leave a pepperoni on a pizza like that. It cups up and then you just have a grease cup. Uh, they, they don't like how that works. So you yeah. shred the pepperoni 
and then that grease goes into the pizza. They also use a really stretchy mozzarella, and with the crust, the crust is super thin, but it it maintains its shape. Oh, so when you pull a good. when you pull a piece up, it doesn't bend down. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Regional pizzas all over the place. There's an Ohio Valley pizza, a Colorado style pizza, which I've had, where uh, they they give you like a little bit of honey and you dip the crust in the honey uh, at the end. But now uh, there's a style of pizza that the takeout has just done a big story on. It's called Altoona style pizza. Altoona. Altoona. As is as in uh, Iowa. Not where Adventureland is. No. This is uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Okay. Altoona, Pennsylvania is like two hours away from Pittsburgh. It originated at the Altoona Hotel sometime in the 50s. The hotel was destroyed by a fire 10 years ago. Since then, a bunch of different restaurants have taken to recreating this style of pizza all around Altoona, I guess as a tribute to the place that made this style of pizza so popular. And Altoona pizza is square Sicilian crust, mm-hmm. deli salami, tomato sauce, green bell pepper, and then you throw a slab of Kraft American cheese on the top of it. Oh, boy. This sounds like something that was put together late at night. A melted yellow American cheese. That's your topping. They say the original Altoona pizza used something called Clearfield American Cheese from a company in Pennsylvania. Then they went to Velveeta, but they say the the Kraft singles work just perfectly for this. Why is Altoona pizza worth tasting? Does it work? The takeout says it absolutely does. And it comes down to the crust. The crust is delicious. It's not flavorless, uniformly textured grandma slice prepared in a rush. They say the squared crust has excellent Sicilian-style texture. The undercarriage is slightly browned. The edges are crispy and crunchy. This plays off the thick, springy, doughy center very well. I mean, the crust is really... I'm I'm looking at a a cross view here of a slice. Uh It's like 80% crust, 20% toppings. The crust is fermented and cooked in deep sheet trays, just like a a Detroit-style pie. Tomato sauce, deli salami, and green bell pepper ring. And then the blanket is the processed American cheese. Did I ever tell you about the time when I was working for a beer company? And I was doing a... They would, I would, from time to time, go to different like liquor stores and, and yeah. wine and spirits sections and do samplings. And right? people would harass you, typically old people. Yeah, well, the thing is, yeah, I would go to, like, say, the, the Rock Island Hy-Vee uh-huh. uh, you know, wine and spirits department. I would set up shop there for like two hours and pour just small samples of the different beers that I was, I was selling. And the thing that I learned quickly was when you're there doing samples, don't look at it. Don't look at them in their eyes. No, you have to. That's your whole job is to engage with the public and oh, introduce them to the product. Dave, just don't look at them. <laughs> you would be doing a terrible job as a brand ambassador don't, don't if just, you didn't talk to anybody. Don't look at them. But what I discovered is there were a bunch of older folks who realized that you can't go no, anywhere. So you're going to listen to my rant. So now they're going to talk. 
and talk and talk. And we're not going to talk about your beer. No, no. We're not talking about your beer, David. No. This one fella in Rock Island, I, I will never forget this. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm here, you know, from the Kelowna Brewing Company. We're doing a couple of uh, beer samplings, you know, if you'd like to try something out. He goes, I don't drink beer. You know what I don't care for is, how is it in this town you can't get salami on a pizza? You can't get salami as a topping on a pizza. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Nobody offers salami, huh? That's what this guy said. Yeah. That's an old man style pizza there. I guess it is. Salami. I don't know that I've ever had, sal- had salami on a pizza. Thinly sliced salami. It sounds. It, it would work just pretty much like pepperoni. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it'd be great. But he goes, "Why is it I can't get a salami pizza in this town?" I go, "I don't. I don't really have an answer for that." He says, "I called this one of the restaurants, and I saw on their menu that they had salami sandwiches." Uh huh. But they wouldn't put it on and, the pizza and, for and, you. And I said, "Well, they have salami. Why wouldn't they put it on the pizza?" And he slams both fists on my little. That's desk what I want to know. That's what I want to know. And you're spilling all my beer. <laughs> I had to listen to this guy rant about no salami on pizza in the Quad Cities wasn't for 15 there a, minutes. Wasn't there an old woman that gave you the business, too? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that was not great. My children lost their inheritance in Las Vegas. I call it lost wages. <laughs> There's a lot of crooked cops in this town. Crooked cops? Oh, yeah. She was telling me a story. Well, I'm, I'm at the Wine and Spirits doing samplings. And I'm saying, you know, your, your people are looking at beer, and I say, hey, I've got a you know, beer if you'd like to try it. And she says, I'm an alcoholic. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, oh, well, then obviously, you know, no, you, you don't want these. Uh, you know, enjoy your day. I don't know why you're browsing around the wine and spirits section of the Hy-Vee, right? Like, they wouldn't, because they wouldn't I set me up at the bread aisle. I wasn't there in the cereal section. I was at the wine and spirits. Well, she goes, I'm not much of a beer drinker. And then she starts pounding the beers back. Oh, wait a minute. I thought she was an alcoholic. That's what she told me. And then she's, you know, and then she's, of the one beer, she goes, I don't know that I'd like this. Maybe I'd drink it if it was served at a wedding. <laughs> I got in an accident coming home from a wedding. I had been overserved. A lot of crooked cops in this town. Okay, I, what? I'm stuck here for this now for an hour or so. Circling back to the pizza conversation. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what I had last night for uh, for dinner? What? Circling back to something we were talking about earlier this week. Fired up a Totino's. Oh, good for you. And it was everything. For $1.67, it was everything. I'm not crazy about that price point. You think you can do better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I've gotten them for... Like 99 cents. 99 cents. I don't know if we'll see that anytime soon, but... uh, but uh, well, so everyone left you alone? Yeah. Well, they don't take up that much space. I just got three of them. I know, but you you toasted it. You uh, baked well, it. You baked I, it, and everyone left you alone. Yeah. Well, I fired up a Jacks for the boy. Oh, okay. And then I thought, well, geez, I just have to go from four twenty-five to four fifty. I'll make a little something for me. Yeah, about a little something for the bushy. Exactly. Jacks for the boy. Totinos for me. Yeah. Beer for my horses. And, uh, mm? yeah, ring it up, and we all go home happy. <laughs> That's right, Tommy John. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That was Dave and Darren's top five things. That was a good time. It was the whole time, I thought. 
Thanks to Nature's Treatment of Illinois for making this podcast possible. Yeah, Nature's Treatment has the largest menu in all of Illinois, and they offer a wide selection of products for recreational use, including your flower, your vapes, edibles, and much, much more. And if you're an Illinois resident, you should sign up for your medical cannabis card through leafwell.com, and you'll receive coupons and discounts. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, you kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Gavin Boyd, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Bye, have a great time. Bing bong. Goodbye, sir. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.